0: So you know, the, I, I could feel the love. The gauntlet's been thrown down. I've got, you know. I, otherwise, you know, I, I, I've got to make the other service start late. So now, just to give you the time, it's twenty-seven, and they gave, and and there's eight minutes for communion, and then I got ten minutes. And if if it, and now it's twenty-eight, but we'll, but we will be out of here at forty-five, um, which is seventeen minutes. Um, that means that when we get to the communion element and you guys come forward, no lollygagging. <laughs> you know, so, it, you know, if, if you just kind of just take your time coming forward, you're killing me. Um, but the, um, I, and the way I'm going to do it is is we're going to jump right into communion. Um, but I, I wanted to do that this morning because um, of this message. And uh, we've been in a series talking about grace. God's unmerited favor, his free gift, um, and how to live a grace-infused life. And today, we are coming to his table. And uh, right here, we are living into this life of grace. And there is something, you know, this this is one part where when we talk about grace, we usually talk about, you know, the, the unmerited favor, God's free gift, what he does for us. And it's all true, but... But in communion, we get something even a little bit more about this truth and this mystery and this grace. And it's captured by this idea of exchange. It's not just that He gives us freely, but He takes from us what we have, and then He gives us back. And so we come forward in communion and we bring our brokenness, and then He gives us healing. And we bring, we bring our sickness, and he gives us health. We bring our sorrow, and he gives us joy. We bring our death, and he gives us life. And um, and that is the story of grace. Will you pray with me? Loving Heavenly Father, as we have the opportunity to be able to gather together around your word, uh, the written word, and the word made substantial through the bread and the cup and and for us to take in and to be able to come to this table at your invitation to to bring what we have because you you call us to come just as we are and, and then to come with expectation that you want to fill us and renew us and restore us, that you want to redeem us and reclaim us and um, help us live into the name that you have for us. Lord, may we be blessed today as we worship together. Um, so I, I, I'm going to go through the, you know, the, the words of institution for the Lord's Table at the beginning because I want you to hear this, and I want you to, and then I want to share a little bit with a scripture passage today. But I want you to hear this scripture in light of these actions that we take, and and then at the end I'll call forward the servers and we will come and we will um, come to the table and take the bread and the cup. But um, on the night that Jesus was betrayed on the night that he shared his final meal with his disciples. And he, he longed to do this, and they celebrated the Passover together. They were remembering uh, the story of the Exodus, and we saw a little bit of it enacted out as far as this story of God's provision and, and our faith and, and going where he leads. And Jesus was with his disciples. And in the middle of that meal, at some point, he took bread. And then he blessed it. And then, after the blessing, he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. And then he gave it and he said, take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. And I want you to think about this. He blessed and then he broke. And then he gave. And he gave himself. Because he knew that's what we needed. And then, later on in the meal, he picked up a cup and he said, this cup is the cup of the new covenant. This cup represents My blood poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. This is the means by which God is going to restore us and redeem us and reclaim us and renew us. This is how his grace gets poured out to us. His life, like a drink offering, like new wine, gets poured out so that we might drink, we might live, we might experience his grace, his power, his forgiveness. Jesus took the cup and he said, take and drink, do this in remembrance of me. Um, Today, we're going to talk about being renewed. And when we talk about being renewed, we're going to talk about the power of God to do his work in us, of helping us become what we always were intended to be. Um, I'm going to just share, there are a couple of verses, um, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4. Uh, I'm tempted to do that little speed test with the kids. I was, but um, I'm going to just read um, beginning in verse 16. Paul writes Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is unseen, what is, not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. These are words of hope. These are words of encouragement. And um, I want to give you three words. Um, and it ends up being an alliteration, so this might be memorable. But I was told that these are not common P-words, so um, I want to give you a principle. I want to give you a perspective, and I want to talk a little bit about the paradox. And um, the principle here is that with the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, as Jesus' life gets poured out on the cross and His blood gets poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. What ends up happening is is that the Holy Spirit gets released. And this is the spirit of new creation. So that everybody who confesses in the name of Jesus might be born again. And that God's spirit might come and dwell within us. And there is now this new power at work. And we can call it a principle. But now with Jesus, life comes out of death. In the most profound way possible in every reality of the sense. You can come to Jesus with your sin, with your death. And you have the opportunity for eternal life. And and Paul is speaking about this power of renewal. And this is what is now at work in you and me if we have the spirit of Christ. And then Paul gives us perspective. If you you read the whole letter, you're reading through, and he's writing, and and they have this ongoing relationship, and he's trying to help them out. And then you get into chapter 3, and Paul realizes that they're struggling a little bit because the idea of glory and winning and success isn't quite what they thought it was with Jesus. They're still suffering. There's persecution. Life is hard, and they're, they're beginning to doubt. What's going on here? And Paul's like, no, 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 I, I want you to understand. I know right now there's this stuff going on, but suffering is not the main thing. In fact, God works through it. It's, it's part of life comes out of death. The power gets revealed. And then this is where he gives this sense that, okay, so the spirit of God is at work and he's going to renew you. And I want you to just see how things are. Right now in this life, there's going to be hard things. But if you can stand back and look, these, light, these things are going to be light and momentary versus the weight of glory that's going to be ours. So it's all going to be worth it. Now, there's a promise in this. At the end, you will not regret that you committed your life to Jesus Christ. Right now, there may be some hardship and it may be difficult. But if you could stand back and you could see, you would see that this is the best thing ever. But I want to add a couple of things to this. It it isn't just... I mean, when we get to the future and we look back, it'll all be worth it. But it's hard for us. And there's two things that Paul looks to. And he's already shared a little bit about this. Paul himself has suffered quite a bit. And Paul looks out... And, and he says, you know what? I realize that through my suffering, the gospel is coming to you all. And so, right there, it's worth it. You guys are coming to life. And then there's one other thing that he talks about, and it's right at the heart of our passage today. And he says, okay, so right now in this life, there's going to be times when if you're not actually dying, it feels like you're dying. The outward part of yourself is wasting away. How many people feel like they've gone through something like that at this already where a part of their life feels like in some way the outside of it, it feels like you're dying or crumbling or it's overwhelming or you've just been completely undone by it? Anybody? I am... Um, I don't feel like I've suffered a whole lot. I mean, I look out at other people and stuff like that. And so there's a, there's a part here when I talk about this stuff, I'm, I feel like I'm treading a little bit on holy ground and, I, and I'm sensitive to the fact that I feel in many ways I've just been sheltered and protected and blessed. But I've suffered. And it's not a competition about who suffers the most. And there is a promise in this passage... When the outside is wasting away, at the very same time that that's happening, God's spirit is at work and he's renewing you from the inside out. And I want to testify that that is real. And that that's a promise to lean into. Um, and one of my darkest times in my life and one of the more difficult times of my life, when I found out that... Um, Like, right at the moment that I found out that my brother had committed suicide, when I'm talking with the police officers and this thing that I did not expect, I mean, I was not expecting that that was what was happening. Right when the police officer told me that my brother was dead, I felt God's spirit on the inside of me telling me that he loved me. And I could feel it. And, 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 I, and I had this thing going on where at one point on the outside, I'm listening to the words of the police officer, and, and I'm feeling the tears come to my eyes, and I'm beginning to cry. And on the inside, at the very same time, what I am feeling is God's love, and I knew that he was protecting me and caring for me. And Paul's talking about that experience because he's felt it too. He's gone through hardship. He's gone through shipwrecks. He's been stoned. He's been beaten. He's been put in prison. And while on the outside, his body is giving over to death, on the inside, the Holy Spirit is there giving him power and strength. And he knows that God loves him. And that's this promise. There's a new principle at work. Life comes out of death. There's a perspective. It's all going to be worth it. And, and, and you don't have to wait to die. God already begins, I mean, that's great things aren't just, they haven't happened or they will happen, but they're happening right now and right in the midst of the brokenness of this world. And this is his paradox. It seems to be that there is no redemption without suffering. Jesus had to suffer. And he says, you're going to have to pick up your crosses to follow me. And we're going to have to suffer. But through that suffering, God will work. And he'll renew you from the inside and out. But it just may be that through your suffering, he's going to help other people come to life too. And so this principle is at work in the world. Life comes out of death. It really is going to be worth it. And God has given, given us over for a time to some suffering. He allows us to be broken. But it may just be that through your breaking, other people are going to experience the very bread of life and the power of Jesus coming to them. So I want to invite us to come forward. Let have these servers come forward. And we are going to celebrate this wonderful exchange of not only do we get filled up by Jesus Christ, not only do we get renewed, but as we come to this table, he is also sending us out in the world that we might be bread and wine to others, that we might be the very fragrance, power, and aroma of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord, as we come to this table, as we have the opportunity today to bring what we have and then to receive what you would give us, May you renew us and refill us and may you redeem us and may you help us live into this grace-filled life in Jesus' name.